1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: The big game is this Sunday on 97.1 The Ticket. Coverage begins at 4 o'clock. Presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat. The world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. Two Grand Slam coming up at 725. Brad Holmes, Lions General Manager, addressed the media yesterday. And... Uh, I say a mild chip on his shoulder. He's got a good sense of humor about it, but, you know, so to speak, he knows, you know, what people criticized him for as far as drafts, lack of moves, free agency, deadline, that type of stuff. And, you know, the fact that he had a successful, the team was successful, you know, he kind of, I wouldn't say fired back, but he made a few little jabs at some members of the media and media in, in general, and and even some fans for, you know, Questioning, or just you know, not not as you would say, John, letting letting it play out, you know, grading drafts too early and things like that, which we all say when people give those grades the day after the day the draft, after, yeah. He, he, um, you know, he says three three years is when you should you know basically start draft grading drafts, yeah. The players develop because some of the you know draft choices, it's not about how good they are right then; it's how they are in a few years, the, the development, uh, but he taught first of all he talked about the fans and the amazing support uh, that we have here in Detroit and we, we all know he's right he's completely complete, now sit there and say they're the best fans in all the in the world you know a lot of you know teams and fan bases believe that theres are so well uh, that's irrelevant right now to me it's how tough they made Ford field and how good that they made the players feel when they were on the road. Right. And and we heard from so many people
3: whether it was Arrowhead to start the season off. And we thought, you know what? It's hard to get tickets at Arrowhead. Those those, you know, they're they're defending Super Bowl champs. How could they possibly get tickets? Well, there was a strong contingent. Same thing in Lambo. Even, you know, fast forward all the way to the NFC Championship game, how You know, after spending as much money as some did for tickets at Ford Field for not just one, but two home playoff games on the road, there was a large contingent. I actually text TJ right before the game kicked off. I said, Hey, what's what what's the representation? And he thought it was, you know, twenty to thirty percent of that stadium was Detroit Lions fans. Now the now the thing is going to be, okay, We'll talk about this team, and and Brad Holmes talked about is this a one-off or not. He'll address that in a minute, but for the fans, was this the pent-up excitement of 60 years, 30 years? You put in whatever number, and it's making that investment to go out to San Francisco, to go out to Kansas City, to go to Green Bay, to go to these different venues –
2: and is that repeatable for our fans? I think it is, maybe not for the same ones, but I think you have in anything in life when something appears to be really cool, it's like, all right, you know, my friend up the block went yeah, I wanna go I wanna this go year. I wanna go this year. Yeah. i can yeah. like, make it a whole you know, this our vacation this it, year when the schedule makes, comes out is gonna be X. It makes those bucket list
3: trips a little bit more Yeah. Real mm-hmm. and, and a little bit more palatable that you're going to not just go to Lambeau Field because you want to go to one of the great landmarks in NFL history, but mm-hmm. you're going to go there and actually see the Detroit Lions play well.
2: Yes, you're there and to... possibly get a win. Yeah, exactly, that's right. It's like the Cubs for years. You know, they they didn't do anything, but they. Oh, uh, but well, you know what? Who cares? It's Wrigley. We go to Wrigley, yep. we drink and all right. that. You know, going to Lions games was was like that for some people on the road. Yeah, we know we're probably gonna lose, but we get to see our team in a cool venue. Now you're going to think that you have a chance to win, which yeah. makes the trip, especially if you do, uh, even better. You find that in college a lot. Now. Sure. Now maybe not well, like Michigan and Michigan State when they played non traditional great venues like, you know, at Northwestern or Indiana where they don't seem to care about their sports where the place is like, you know, half maize and blue right. or half well, green and Well, because you've white. got a
3: large fan base. Yes. I'm Just speaking from what I know from Michigan, right. you've got a large contingent of alumni in Chicago. You've got a large contingent right. in D.C. Right. and New York. Right. So they, you know, they get tickets to Rutgers because there's a lot available. Yes. Or Maryland because yes. there's a lot available. Uh,
2: absolutely. Now, you mentioned, uh, that you know, this is not just a one-trick pony type of thing. Uh, He talked about that, did Brad Holmes, uh, that uh, this is not a one and done in his mind. Now, he used the word normalize, and you might think, well, what's that mean? It's something that we've talked about uh, this year and even in previous years where we would sit there and say, it'd be nice to work and live in a NFL city where every year you you think you have a chance to win. And what Brad Holmes is saying with Dan Campbell – Not when he played here, obviously, but when he, you know, played in Dallas, when he played even in New York, when he coached in New Orleans and Brad Holmes in Los Angeles, it was normal to go into a season that thinking you have a chance at the whole enchilada.
3: The one-off wasn't the successful season. The one-off was the year that you missed the playoffs because you were nine and eight. Yeah. That's... That's what we're what he's talking about in normalization. And here's where you know, we're trying to figure out: How does this team find the motivation year in year out? Now, winning is is enough motivation for the players. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, and you had some success. You had a taste of the, you had a bite of the apple, and you get that opportunity again next year. And that's what continues to motivate you. But that extra added chip on your shoulder, we've hey, Amon Ross St. Brown lives with a chip on his shoulder. Now I'm hearing from Brad Holmes the chip on his shoulder that he's sick and tired of hearing already this was a one-off. This was a nice little cute story. And I love the fact that they have that chip on their shoulder because it gives me the confidence. I have confidence that Brad Holmes is going to continue to do what he's done and acquire good talent through a couple of different means. And we'll – We'll get to more of what he said and how that happens. But I love the fact that this organization now has an added chip on their shoulder of everybody keeps telling them that, hey, that was fun.
2: That was cool. That was cute. But can you do it again? And the other chip is that people don't always love what he does when he does it. We'll hear about that coming up next. Stoney and Jansen, 97, won the ticket. Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's Brad Holmes at the uh, press availability yesterday. 248 539 Do you agree with what you've heard him say? And we're going to play some more yeah. about what's going to happen in his mind coming up in, in, in this offseason. And a lot of that is because of his philosophy and their philosophy is they're not into the splashy headlines, that type of thing. Uh, it's building through the draft, right.
3: Um and there's other quotes that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do want to I want to ask because I'm curious what everybody else is thinking. um and and I've got my own assumptions. but when he says, you know, and and he puts it out there, like, I got this chip on my shoulder because, I'm sick and tired already of hearing that this was cute. This was a one-off. And everybody expecting the Lions to go back to being the the, the Lions. Right. I mean, is, is this something that you think is sustainable? That this is something that is not just a one-off? That we are actually living in a city with a franchise, an NFL franchise, that we could go into every year confident that, We're going to be a good team.
2: Not not only that, a franchise that seems to know what they're doing, despite what, at times, what we think when they make a move. And when you
3: look at the schedule coming up, all right, it's much different than the schedule this year. Do you feel confident with the team as it's being constructed? Because there are guys that are going to be here, guys that won't. And we don't know what free agency brings. We can kind of... Read the tea leaves with what Brad had to say yesterday, but with the draft and you know the the ability to acquire talent in a number of different ways. There's basically three ways, right? It's free agency, it's the draft, and it's trades. And so, looking at the schedule, all right, you have home games against the Rams, the Seahawks, the Jags, the Titans, uh, the Bucks, and the Bills right some of those are not going to be formidable some of them will be very formidable right. and then you're on the road obviously to division opponents i didn't right. even mention the division opponents um but then it's it's Houston hey, cj stroud mm-hmm. what's he going to be in year 2 that's going to be a tough uh, tough matchup the colts i think most people look at them and say hey they outperformed plus they're going to get a healthy Mobile quarterback, yes, uh, and the, the San Francisco 49ers going yeah. out there again, and mm-hmm. Dallas on the road, yeah, like that's a much tougher schedule. Do you believe that this team, as it's being built, can even compete with a schedule like that?
2: Yeah, if but when, like I said, we don't know what the roster is going to look right, like, if, if yeah, but the, the nuts and bolts are there, yes, ab- absolutely. You have to have better development from some defensive players, that's for damn sure, and hopefully they'll get some. Uh, in in free agency, I won't. I don't think anybody. If you listen to Brad Holmes, is going to expect you know to get like one of the top five or six free agents, no matter what the position is. I just right. don't think that's the way they operate, unless you know that person completely fits what what they want to do. I I think the one thing that people are curious is, you know, are they sometimes I don't know if, if this is the right word, stubborn to say, oh, we're going to get a guy who's just going to fit our way even if we you know, know he's not as good as somebody else who's not. I mean, that's – and to a lot of fans out there, that's short-sighted. Uh, but as he said, uh, the plan that they have uh, this off season, it will not change. Hmm.
3: Bashing. I, well – Here's what I love about that is and, – and, yeah, okay, so let's understand what he's referring to there in regards to number 12, taking a running back, Jameer Gibbs, uh, taking a linebacker. Last year, there was a lot of people that said those are not – you're, you're overdrafting there.
2: Or even for a tight end in the second round.
3: Yes, and so – and I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of people talk about tight end in the second round, but running back at 12 and, you know, linebacker at – was it nineteen?
2: 18, yeah, but yeah,
3: I, yeah. Th- I think. Yeah, so, okay, I get that. But what I really liked is that I don't think we're ever going to fall for, at least Brad Holmes isn't going to fall for, the Combine Warrior, the guy that goes oh, and right. just puts up unbelievable numbers. I can't stand the Combine because it's, it's a track event. It's not a football event, and – you don't evaluate guys okay it should be used to confirm things right. that you saw on film and that 21 draft if now is the time to go back and grade that you're looking at it because they didn't have the combine because of of covid right you had
2: just the ability to watch film and draft football players well i think that was part of the draft that he was you know kind of Quickly towards uh, some of the media, uh, you know, where he said the the media they really didn't were, were not crazy about all the picks he had. Cut five.
3: Well, he had four picks in one hundred and one. Right. That the fourth pick was one hundred and one with Ife Melifanu.
4: Yeah. So he's talking more about uh, <laughs> twenty one draft. The national media, though, with this, because I got to tell you, yep. I don't remember many people from here.
3: Oh, no, we were fired ripping. up about I think, Penn and Sewell. I think, I think
4: the biggest critical pick he's made is J- Jameer Gibbs. And, you know, people just – it was the position and stuff. But, I mean, Sewell, he was the best offensive in the li- uh, lineman in the draft, clearly. And what he said there about the combine, he could just go back to the, the tape uh, pre-COVID because Sewell didn't play the COVID season. Right. And just evaluate the player. And, and the thing was that Sewell, he dropped because <laughs> – of skill position players that people fell in love with in the 2020 season. Jamar Chase. Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Pitts went fourth overall. I mean, come on. Okay. Now. No, it's a joke. Those teams are. And and, and you know what? The the great thing is that what he did is he had a hall of fame caliber offensive tackle fall to him and he took him. He didn't get cute. And I think that's what I took out of yesterday. He didn't get cute. He didn't get cute with Hutch. Right. You know, he didn't fall in love with the, uh, you know, Thibodeau. And we'll be able to evaluate that over the years and stuff. But, but
3: so, you know, let's – so now that he has opened up that window um, three years in of grading that draft, all right, let's 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 take – it was Penny Sewell, which,
2: again, I don't – Well, look, I wanted Parsons, but either one – is. but I didn't right. go and, crazy. And
3: again, it, 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 unique that – that year, because there was te- there were guys that didn't play the year before. Parsons did not play the year before, and right. he has proven to be a great player. Jamar Chase did not play the year before. There
2: were some people, not a, not a whole lot, but there were some people who thought they should have taken Justin Fields. There yeah, were. There, there were. That, that, that's, that's what he's referencing in oh, terms of the quarterback I, I know, of But, Bur- a guy- well, but I'll, I'll, I'll call it up because Burkett reposted his – Column from three years ago. Yeah, and he he graded. You know, he didn't say they should have taken Justin Fields. He mentioned Fields later on. Right,
3: but you've got Penae Sewell in the first round, Levi Onzariki in the second, and again that 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 to me is one where I think that you're not going to hit on every one. Right, but. If you're willing to wait on a fourth-round pick in Derek Barnes, how long are you willing to wait on a second-round pick of Levi Onzariki? He's been injured. He hasn't been on the field. He was sparingly this year. But then you've got Ali McNeil in in round three. Ifi Malafonwu, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Derek Barnes, and Jamar Jefferson. Now, seventh-round pick. I'm not going to hold a guy's feet to the fire for a seventh-round pick, Jamar Jefferson. But, we usually don't
4: for fourths.
3: But again, yeah, you're right. I mean, and so you look at that and you go, you know what? Okay, if we're going to grade that draft, it's a home run. I give that one an A.
2: Yes,
3: and 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 I'm I'm I'm, we'll, it, we'll wait uh, obviously on the Brad Holmes, you know, three years to grade a draft right. until we grade twenty two, but that's that's been a pretty good draft, Damn and Biden it's has continuing been. to develop it like lo- a Demar like a Derek Barnes.
4: What what stirs this entire engine though? What's what's the octane to the entire roster? It's the offensive line. Right. Yeah. And he had, it was a kind of a strength when he made that first pick, but this was a game changer. Right. He he had had ragged down Decker here already. Right. Yeah. So they didn't have to take him, So they could have been very cute and, and said, no, we we don't need now. Now you have what we are. I believe Penny Sewell is going to be a hall of famer. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's one guy on this roster, I would say he's a hall. He's going to be a hall of famer. It's him right now. Um, I think, though, this is, you know, and look, we're not going to nitpick Owens-Arique. I, I don't believe he should be on the team next year, so we'll see just how loyal they are to their guys. Well,
2: he was asked about that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then
4: we'll see, because you have to let it play out. Yeah, he, 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 I understand why he was on the roster this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be next year. I believe there's upgrade there. This, is this
3: to me, was the prove-it year.
4: Yeah, and so now, though, I think this is why it's so telling and and why they're trying to be the... Steelers and the Ravens, that kind of franchise, where every year they're going to be competitive. They might not be a true contender some of those years, but they're going to be competitive. Is how they address the Jonah Jackson situation and how they replace him because he's most likely to, to walk, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Two because four, that's
4: the strength of the team.
2: 248 539 97 97. Hey, football season, it's the
3: culmination is on Sunday with the Super Bowl and you can watch it at home. You can watch it in Vegas, but if you don't have tickets and you're going to be out there, dive into the best pool in history, that's Stadium Swim. And it's located at Circa Resort and Casino. Catch all the biggest games at a viewing experience built for sports fans. You can chill in one of the six pools on three different levels for a perfect view of the massive 40-foot tall high definition screen that stadium swim and it's america's favorite place to watch any sport you've got swim up bars insta ready selfie walls and one non-stop football party every time it's tipped off kicked off or the puck is dropped score your perfect game day spot with cozy day beds private cabanas or grab a lounge at the center of the action, you can reserve your spot today. It's 365 Days of Sports Poolside, and it's located at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium Swim, all sports, all seasons. Book your spot today at circalasvegas.com.
4: Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is good. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run lead. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the
4: game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: 248-539-9797. It's the telephone number, and uh, we'll take your text as well. Uh, your reaction to the things uh, Brad Holmes said? will play a, some more uh, coming up in, in a second. Uh, I thought, you know, the fact that he was a little bit, you know, <laughs> he had a little chip on his shoulder, which is good. I mean, yeah. I, I liked that he was a little fiery, so to speak. I, lo- I thought his presence was
3: appropriate. Um, I was pleased to see that he's, he's not taking a victory lap by any means. There were some, you know – check-yourself-at-the-door moments, but I thought he was very pointed in the first, what, 11 minutes that he got up and, and addressed the media, tried to escape without any questions, which I thought was funny. Yes. Um, and But then when asked questions, I thought he did a good job of responding to them directly. Yeah. You know, me. the only one... Yes, Steve. <laughs> we'll get that in a minute. <laughs> um, the only one that I would have liked more on and it, it's you know, and and I didn't expect more, but was the Goff um, question because he didn't say yes, we're working to extend him or we want him here long term. No. He just he he's just not going to commit. No, he just said we really like Jared
2: Goff. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right, here's some ticket text. Um, I listened to Brad Holmes' whole press conference through YouTube. It was disappointing that it was top priority to tell the beat writers, "I told you so," about draft picks and more. He couldn't leave it alone. Going back to the, the slam them continuously, and challenge one reporter's characterization that the offense has more talent than the defense. Come on, stop being so defensive. These days, he's kind of he, he's he's king of the executives. He made himself really small. I wanted to hear more about his general plan to make the roster whole. Not much there. Thanks, Rod Birmingham. Um, I think he
3: was pretty transparent on on how he's going to make the roster whole. And that's yes, continuing to build hey, to the hey, draft.
2: If you're expecting uh, GMs, of any, in this situation to actually talk about players that he hopes to uh, procure, that ain't happening. Right, Never or, happen or even anymore. positions that he hopes to procure. Right, because it also it alienates, you know, the guys that he has in those positions right now. He doesn't want to do that. Uh, let's hope he doesn't get the smartest guy in the room syndrome. Everybody thought he had that anyway with some of his picks. Yeah. People, and, and people so, thought that. Oh, yeah. well, why is he why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? Um, Bruno and Lavonia says we're going to find out what kind of coach Campbell is next season. Town is one thing, but if you can't get guys to stay consistently motivated, they won't succeed. We're set up for success. I think it depends on leadership. I'm optimistic.
3: Yeah. And if it depends on leadership, I think we're in a really good spot. Yes. And uh from so, from, from coaches, but also from players on the field.
2: Yes. Um, I had a question for him about the uh, the perception that was out there about that this is basically that when we talked about it before that this team was uh, one year ahead of schedule. Maybe supposed to be now, but I don't think you would have if you would have asked him three years ago. You're going to be playing in the NFC Championship game in three years. He would have said, "Oh yeah, we expect to be that." I don't think so. Probably not. No, especially with you know. After he took
3: the job and, and did a deeper dive on the, on the roster that he inherited, I mm-hmm. mean it was horrific, yeah. and 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 the, the the turnover, the development, the hits on draft picks, and I think the other question then is can you can you continue to expect them to hit on so at, at such a high percentage?
4: You can't, you can't you can't because they picking in lower period right right they're, they're gonna and so just the law of averages would would d- say no and it's also unrealistic for fans to think they can hit like that if you can get yourself two starters out of every draft i'll take it all day yeah i don't care where you pick them that's it's the because it's the bottom line you know i think it was clear yesterday that he he they are not gonna go chasing free agents. No, and that's where he was talking to the fans about patience. And you might not like what you're gonna. Don't get spooked. How many times did he say that? Yeah, quite a few. So it's not gonna be sexy, you know. They're not. Gonna, I I don't expect them right now to get one of the top two corners, maybe three corners in free agency, based on what he said yesterday. I
2: I agree, unless because I think they're gonna but try the, to.
4: It's Johnson. It's Sneed. Yeah, and, and then for, Fuller, right? Maybe Fuller, depending on how the market plays out. But I, I don't think you are going to see that splash, you know, five-year, no. one hundred million dollar deal to a cornerback. No,
2: no I don't think they're going to do that to any free agent unless it's a, a guy that's a superstar who basically really wants to play here. Yeah, it's and and
3: I mean, I think there are a lot of players that are coming up in free agency that are looking at and there. And I did this when I was uh, coming up in free agency. Put the, your agent will have you put together a list of teams that you would ideally want to go to. And and when you're constructing that, it is, you're, you're pairing it with where where do I want to live, along with is there a team in that market that is on the Ascension or already there competing for championships? And I think you're going to have a lot of free agents this year, and in the coming years, that will have and they're going to check the box. all right, you know do we do we want to go to Detroit? Do we want to live there um, at least during the football season? Do we want to play for the Detroit Lions? Or are they a team that's going to be competing for championships? Do I want to play for a coach like Dan Campbell or a coaching staff with Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, Hank Fraley, uh, Mark Brunel, Antoine Randall L, you know that are, that are former players. How enticing is it? And I think the, the Detroit Lions, are moving up that list
2: for a lot of free agents. Yeah. You'll, you'll also find when they, they these free agents will talk to other players, players who are here now and players who might have left to see if there's anything that they didn't like about being here. Right. And we always talk
3: about, or we used to talk about, okay, if you're going to attract a top receiver or a top edge rusher, linebacker, insert any position, you're going to have to overpay them to come to Detroit. Yeah. I don't think you're in that category anymore. You're going to have to
2: pay market value, no. but you're not going to have to overpay. Right. I I think, you know, what, what fans are worried about, and I don't think they should be, but I understand it, is that, okay, we believe that because of our culture, uh, we'll pass on somebody who can really, is going to be a difference maker. And unless that person is a real bad egg, so to speak, uh, I don't think that is going to happen. I don't think they'll pass on people, you know, unless there's a major reason why. Yeah. And we saw that in, in, in the draft, uh, this past draft. And uh, yeah, he wanted people, you know, he said there were only two people in this room who ever admit or admitted they were wrong about something. I don't know what he was talking about, but you know, I know we've, admit, at least I've admitted I was wrong so far on the Jalen Carter thing. It's obvious Yeah that Jalen Carter, as good as he is right now, you'd rather have Gibson Laporta than oh. Jalen Carter right now. Yeah. So wrong. That's as of right now. Yeah. We'll see what happens as their career goes on. Uh, our telephone number is two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Who would have ever thunk that the Ivy League would be trendsetters in this? Ninety seven won the ticket.